Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fourth and Gold Podcast. We are Andy, Brian, John, and D, attempting to review some of the notable headlines and sports from this past week, but our banter usually gets in the way. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor, as well as most other podcasting services. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Fourth and Gold Podcast. We are done with week one of the 2019 NFL season. We're back. Football's in the books. It felt amazing watching some of these games. Actually, some of them actually look like uh, preseason week five. Um, outside of the Saints and uh, Houston Texans, some of these games were a little lackluster. Not, uh, yeah, not going to lie. Not going to lie. How'd you guys feel about the game? Oh, that game was amazing. Yeah, it was. It was, it was great to I mean... At least we got that game because, like you said, D, most of the games were pretty rough to watch. Shout out to everybody who bet the Saints in the over. <laughs> Getting it. <laughs> I mean, it was easily the best game of the week, but there were they weren't all duds. They weren't all duds. You're right. I mean, I guess you can only, you know, the closest game uh, ended up in a tie, right? So there were some. <laughs> Wait, hey, that was pretty cool. Fucking tie. Back to back week ones. Tie, yeah. It is, it is kind of wild. It is kind of wild. I mean, it seemed like for years there, I mean, I guess they made it a lot easier for ties to happen now because it's yeah. not just kick a field goal and you win the game. Um, so I, I kind of like that. Uh, it kind of gives the opportunity for everybody to, you know, play more football instead of just having it be a kick at the end. But uh, it was cool to see uh, Kyler Murray and them come back and at least uh, get it to overtime, even though they didn't win it. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury even came out and said that, you know, he tried to be too cute. And uh, I wish uh, some offensive coordinators in um, a city close by would, uh, you know, listen to you know, those kind of things. Yeah, Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, all right. So, fellas, uh, we had some, uh, you know, quick news and notes from uh, this past weekend's games. First of all. Unfortunately, this dude just came back from ACL injury. Looks like Darius Geis is going to be missing some time with his other knee actually uh, injuring his MCL. Um, and that means, hey, they deactivated him uh, week one, and it did not sit over well with a lot of the veterans that were in that uh, locker room. So we're going to see Adrian Peterson come back into the fold for this uh, Washington Redskins team. And uh, he put up 1,000 yards last year, so it's not like he can't do it. You know, he's, he's AP, he's all day, you know, so I think he's going to be able to lead this backfield while uh, Darius Geis is out. I'm on fantasy. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm starting him. I'm excited. Him and Frank Gore, the ageless wonders. Just, oh, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't know how they can Frank do it. Frank Gore is not going to retire for the next, like, <laughs> 10 years, at least. They're saying he's about to be the starter. Tom Brady. He's about to be the starter in Buffalo, too. Like, he's just, he's not a backup. Like, he's the starter. He's the starter. That's what Sean I McDermott... Mean, actually, Sean McDermott came out today and doubled down on that, so you're not lying. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, the starter for now, but I think it's more of, like, that veteran quarterback starting over the rookie quarterback for a little bit, and then eventually that changes. All right, but, exactly. I mean, I love me to record. I was yeah. going to say this. I know a lot of, if you listen to any other podcast, hopefully you only listen to ours. But anyways, if you do listen to other <laughs> podcasts, people were talking about how Mike Davis for the Chicago Bears was going to get, you know, 
little veteran love tap. You know, he's been around the league for a little bit, and uh, they want to just kind of, you know, get him get him involved. Because, you know, he's a veteran. You know, he's a strong receiver out of the backfield. David Montgomery, hey, he's going to be the heir apparent to, to Jordan Howard. And what? I think they gave Mike Davis, like, six receptions. He gained, like, 13 yards. <laughs> Wasn't a good look. What the hell are you doing, Matt Nagy? <laughs> You messing with my fantasy team. You, luckily, oh. luckily, I didn't need them points. I beat somebody on this podcast. We'll get to that later. Um, uh. <laughs> anyways, yeah, yeah. That was a team that was stuck in preseason week five. Yeah, definitely, sure. that game was terrible. Was so, I think both those teams so bad. bad. But yeah, yeah, so bad. But I honestly think I, I do think that although the Bears' offense looks pretty inept and Matt Nagy did not have them ready for prime time. I do feel like the Packers' defense is going to be a little bit better than people think. Um, you know, That's right. they had some yeah, uh, key additions like Zadarius Smith uh, from uh, Baltimore. He came over there, and, like, that dude was a, an animal. I was, like, so happy to not see him on the Ravens anymore. Because <laughs> that dude's an, I, I, I was just like, this is the next Terrell Suggs. He's going to just tear us up for years. Yep. Uh, but luckily, uh, they were stupid. Let him go. Um, That's another ageless wonder, man. T. Suggs. T. Suggs on the Cardinals, dude. He was doing uh, work, man. He was yeah, looking good. He's out there in Pittsburgh West now. <laughs> he was looking good. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Andy is uh, the Discord symbol right now, so I don't know what's going on. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. Is he coming oh, back? There he, oh, there he is. Oh. There he is. <laughs> I told you guys I was having a hard time with my camera. It's all right. We'll figure it out. We'll That's Swissville Internet. All right. Some uh, other <laughs> injuries. Um, wow. It was basically... The, you know, like the past couple of years, it's been like the Achilles has been like knocking players out um, uh, of the NFL. But week one, it happened to be the collarbone because we had three notable players go down with collarbone and uh, collarbone related injuries. We had Nick Foles, Devin Funches and Tyreek Hill all go down with collarbone injuries. Wah, Two of them, wah, Devin wah. Funches, he's on the IR. It doesn't look like he's going to come back. Colts already have enough wide receivers in, in that uh, on that team in that offense, so I don't really see them trying to designate him to return. Um, kind of sucks for him, you know. He's just his first season there, coming out of Carolina, um, and that offense really does doesn't need him. I know they have Deion Kane, they have Paris Campbell, they also have Jack Doyle, Eric Ebron. They've got a lot of receivers, and, and you know, bringing him, they they might want to save that IR designated designated to return a spot for somebody else. We don't know yet, though. Um, also, Tyreek Hill. Um, whenever he actually got hurt, and Andy, you said it was Jalen Ramsey that hit him. Um, yeah, Jalen Ramsey gave him the business. Yeah, when he first got up, I thought he was fine, and then all of a sudden, it just didn't look right. Then uh, a little bit later on, we started getting news that he was actually taken to the hospital, and then like that was pretty concerning because, honestly... Forget about the man and whatever you think about him. Uh, you still don't want to see somebody get uh, injured in, in, in a serious way on the football field. You know, we've all we've all seen some scary things that happen on the football field and just watching as uh, as fans. So um, it was kind of scary to hear that he was in the hospital. But hey, nothing too too serious. Uh, it's kind of sounds like for for this injury, his correct me for, if I'm wrong because I'm just I was just kind of reading into it John because I know you're the Mr. Anatomy guy but it sounds like his uh <laughs> collarbone sublux from his sternum like where that it's week is. to week though yeah. they said that they said it's week to week yeah like when I was reading the initial timeline for this kind of injury at least the, the injury to that joint is only a couple weeks but they were already forecasting four to six weeks so I don't know yeah 
that that whole injury, like the collarbone, the shoulder, like the AC joint, which Hayden had a had a shoulder issue this past weekend, and like the sternum, that like everything's attached right in there up top. And you know, either like when your shoulder kind of gets pushed in like that, which we saw with Foles, that he just ended up like breaking it, but um, or separating it. Um, but yeah, like when it still gets pushed in, it can still separate there. I mean, it sounds like Hill clearly was a it was luckier than than Foles. Um, but either you anytime I mean, that's such a I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often, honestly. Because, you know, you're always kind of going down, and when you get tackled, you have a very good chance of being tackled like that. So. Um, I mean, good news for him um, that it's not worse than that. But you kind of, when you hear that, you think definitely, uh, you know, half a season, if not a whole season with that type of injury, for sure. Honestly, though, for Hill, it might hurt more because, like, I broke my collarbone twice and, like, it doesn't hurt. Like, there's no, it does not weight bearing. You just, like, you just can't move it. You just kind of leave it here yeah. <laughs> and you're good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, as long as you don't, it doesn't hurt at all. But, like, I feel like if you, it's almost like a sprain kind of situation where, like, you know, a sprain almost hurts more than a break for a hill. Like, I don't know. That sounds really painful, though. It's like in his lung. Like, oh, my God. Like, his ribs. His <laughs> sternum's like this. And then. Uh, oh, it just sounds so bad. If it kind of pulls off. Yeah, it's got to hurt like a bitch because it's, <laughs> it's pulling away from it or it's 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 shifting off and either rubbing against each other. So, I mean, it's, it's good news that he doesn't have to have surgery. I think that's the big thing yeah. for sure. Cause I think, oh, did you yeah. guys see that Buffalo punter break his leg in half, <laughs> like a two by four no. in Penn State? Oh my God! No, I didn't see that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm not gonna watch tweet it either. Up, no, tweet out the video. <laughs> tweet out the video for our followers. <laughs> his legs in half, like it's like somebody that sounds like, terrible. Oh God, it's like a WWE, like the Dudley brothers went through a table in that, but his the leg was the table. It's oh God, <laughs> it's so. <laughs> hey, Brian, I think somebody just joined you in your office. The door just kind of swung <laughs> open. Oh yeah, buddy. Here's my here's my oh, boy. There he is, Mr. Oh. There he is. making his appearance finally back. <laughs> What's up, man? On the fourth goal podcast. He's in on like every other podcast. <laughs> Even weeks since week two. Okay, here we go. <laughs> for listeners, that's the uh, mascot for the fourth and goal. My cat <laughs> hangs out. All right, Andy. Um, I'll throw it to you for this injury because it was on your team. So I already kind of mentioned it earlier, but Nick Foles went down and. It was so early into the season. We all had high hopes for uh, him and this passing attack. Um, I don't know. You, you, what's the feeling down in Jacksonville? Let me know what the people think. So it, all, it, it goes back to this. Cam Robinson tore his ACL last year. He was our left tackle. He's still out. So they had a rookie who had never played a down in the NFL playing at the left tackle. And then A.J. Can, who they want to play um, right guard. They want that rookie to play right guard. So A.J. Can, who they want to cut, was still in. And then just like... Chris Jones was just beating him up all game. And so on the play Foles got hurt on, he threw a dime to DJ Chark. But uh, I believe it was Chris Jones that took him down. And I mean, it was a legal hit. There's nothing to be mad about. Uh, just that's the way it the way it goes sometimes. That injury is rough. I mean, there's nothing you can do. You can't even like hope that, you know, someone comes back from it, like, especially as a quarterback. Like there's nothing you can do with that so it's definitely i mean that's disappointing for sure just that type of injury for a there was so much hype around Foles too which like i'm all aboard the gardner Minshew train at this point because i have to be um but like josh dobbs buddy josh dobbs no no i'm gardner Minshew. um so i mean it sucks that uh Foles didn't get to show us what he could do but he's never played a full 16 game season ever um where he's so the starter. I'm, yeah where he's the starter yeah yeah, and 
so I'm hoping that uh, there's a good old fashioned uh, QB controversy down in Jacksonville because if that's the case, that means Gardner Minshew plays well t- through you know November when Foles is eligible to return, and uh, all of a sudden, who knows what the Jaguars are going to do because all of a sudden Gardner Minshew's eaten two or whatever. So that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, he's, he's not. He's not realistic. Maybe like seven and three, though. I mean, you have at least you have a D. De- I mean, honestly, I'm not even trying to troll. They they didn't really show up in week one, but you do have a defense that should be like yeah. like like when Roethlisberger was a rookie, he wasn't what he is now, and, and but we had that defense to kind of help in the running game with you know Fournette or Jerome Bettis. I mean. You have those type of things that could kind of keep him him rolling along, at least keep you in contention for sure. I think. Yeah, I mean the defense. I I want to be optimistic. They should be a top three defense. I mean the only ones that I think can touch them are probably the Bears and someone will emerge. Like I, I'm not ready to give like a top three defense tag to anyone. Um, but if like your captain of the defense, a lot of the Jaguars fans are saying like pay Yannick, pay Yannick, pay Yannick, and. You know, they just paid Miles Jack, who went on to be the captain of the defense, and then he gets ejected from a game in the second quarter for throwing a punch. Like a C star, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not captain material. Like if Paul Puzlesi was still on this team, like Paul Puzlesi would have whooped Jack's ass in the locker room at halftime. Like let's be real. So I don't know. I think they have they have a lot more left to do. Thank God for Calais Campbell. I don't care if he doesn't get zero sacks this year. We need him just to be like a veteran presence. Um but yeah, I, with Minshew, like I said, back to the original point, full circle. Uh, I hope it's I hope it's a, a QB controversy by the time Foles is allowed to uh, jump back in. I mean, you got you guys did at least get a good backup quarterback for him. Like if Dobbs clearly isn't going to battle for that mm-hmm. deep audit, you know what was that last week saying that he is one of the best, if not the backup right now. Um, I mean, I mean he Besides was besides portals <laughs> and right. Gardner Minshew done talking (laughs) see john i disagree i was never on the josh dobbs hype train he came in he came in that one game last year and he did all of jack shit like he literally did nothing he did negative things for the team like it was it was bad like i i just don't see him being that good i'm glad we got a pick for him don't get me wrong like Mm -hmm. i think that was a plus but i don't see him going down jacksonville winning the starting job at all no, I mean, Mason Rudolph. No, I don't know if he will get the starting job, but Mason Rudolph clearly is better than him. But I think he's de- – like, you, I mean, how many – there's there's only a handful of backup quarterbacks you could say, like, oh, they're decent at least. And I think Dobbs can at least keep you in a game. Yeah, I'm not he, – he's not a starter. He's not he's Jacoby Brissett. He's not Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> what a – wow. What a early batch. But, you know. <laughs> That's a callback. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. I didn't realize. Wait, I didn't realize this until looking into him, though. But Minshew finished fifth in the Heisman. So Josh Dobbs and Nick Foles aside, like, I don't know, man. I'm trying to. I'm trying to temper my expectations, but I think this Minshew guy. Serious question. Where did, where did he go to school at? Uh, so he started at East Carolina. And then Alabama was like, yo, come play backup. And he was like, no, I don't want to play backup. I want to start. And Washington was like, okay, yeah, well, well you can State. start here. Yeah, Washington State. And they were like, yeah, you can start here. He went 11-2. and two. He was Pac-12 player of the year. Um, and he was fifth in the Heisman. And Probably why I didn't hear of him. Because anybody on the Pac-12, I have no idea. They play at 1030 yeah. at night. I don't <laughs> You know what I mean? I have no idea. Like, 
<laughs> don't don't yep. know anybody so over there. I, yeah, I didn't know anything about him until Foles went down, but apparently the kid can play ball. So, but enough about the Jaguars. Let's talk about Baker Mayfield. <laughs> um, let's go through some more of these uh, <laughs> these injuries real quick for the fans to make sure they're up to date with everything. Uh, some other notes: uh, two charges are out, and it's looking like well, at least one charger is definitely out for multiple time, uh, multiple weeks. Uh, Hunter Henry, he's out four to six weeks with a fracture in his tibia. Correct, right at, at his knee. Correct, John. I don't know. I don't know, yeah. Mr. Anatomy. You can correct me. Um, <laughs> Uh, he's going to be out for some time and it sucks because, Hey, uh, it was good to see him back. And, you know, he had missed all of last season with a uh, ACL injury. So, uh, it sucks that he's going to be gone for another extended amount of time. Hopefully he comes back and he's just healthy again. Um, but the guy who filled in for him last year and kind of, uh, the tight end role was, uh, the Chargers big wide receiver, Mike Williams. And it actually looks like he hurt his knee as well, uh, in last week's game. So we don't really know too much about it. Uh, Anthony Lynn came out today, gave a little bit of update on it, just saying that he's getting it looked at. So we have no idea what's going on. Nice to have Melvin Gordon, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, what I do think it means is that you're just going to see a lot more Keenan Allen, uh, Austin Eckler. I don't think it means like an uptick in, if you're talking about fantasy for people like uh, Travis Benjamin or uh, Dontrell Inman. So uh, I wouldn't go rushing to, to pick them up if Mike Williams is out. Uh, the other big uh, notable injury would be uh, Mr. Joe Mixon, but it looks like he's going to be all right. He's day-to-day with an ankle injury. Uh, I know Pat Mahomes, John, your boy, it looked like he actually had a high ankle sprain. And Josh Allen was in on that sack, I just want to point out. Get out of me. Yeah, that didn't look good <laughs> at first, man. It looked like a high ankle, and I was like, this isn't good. I know. Thank God he was all right and still put up 40 against the Jags. <laughs> this is a typical day. Yeah. Listen, I'm not even going to defend the Jags in that game. That was ridiculous. <laughs> He's just uh, – we'll talk about it. We already talked about the Jags. I'm done. We're done. We're moving no, no, on. I'm talking about my boy. That's all. Oh, Mahomes? Yeah, he was okay. Yeah, he most was of his, okay. most, most of his yards came in the first half, but whatever. Nobody hears about that. <laughs> All right, fellas, let's do some (laughs) knee-jerk reactions to week one. Uh, A lot of notable headlines happened. We had uh, the Baltimore Ravens absolutely stomp on the Miami Dolphins. We had the Tennessee Titans go into Cleveland, put up uh, over 30 more points than the Cleveland Browns. And (laughs) obviously, we know what happened to the Steelers uh, Sunday night. We don't have to go into that. Nope, nope, nope. No, 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 no. We had two overtime games. We had uh, Chargers Colts. Uh, are the Colts going to be. Colts should have won that game. Are the Colts going to be better than we thought? I don't know. Fellas, what's. Uh, give me. Uh, each one of you. Give me one notable headline that you felt from uh, uh, week one. And um, should we overreact to it? Should we um, believe this is a trend? Do you think this is how the season's going to go for these teams, these players? Um, so I think that probably the Jaguars defense, if I can be a homer for a second, is probably my knee jerk reaction. Uh, I think they're going to be, they're not going to be quite 2017 form, but they're going to be better than 2018. The pass rush should be ridiculous. The, the chiefs did light them up, Sammy Watkins, especially. But, um, if you think the Jaguars defense is going to fail this year, you're wrong. And they're still going to be top five. I hope so because I drafted them and drafted them in one of my. <laughs> yeah, I drafted them too. Negative four points. 
Good times. Good times. Yeah. I have them in another league if it makes you feel better. Not our league. I dropped. I have the Bears and the Jaguars are my defenses in both leagues. So clearly, I reach for them. Um, but Not bad. One of my uh, knee jerks are well, maybe it's going against someone's uh, knee jerk reaction. So that that's my bad if I'm going against the rules here, D. But uh, mine is that the Ravens are not that good. They're not as good as a, a 49 point uh, win over the community college team down in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I still I need to see more from Lamar Jackson to think that he's a perfect passer rating. I think he is talented as hell. It was it was impressive that he didn't have to run uh to to gain yards he just aired it out with uh the lesser of two evils of the brown family uh on his side but um uh, yeah yeah the ravens are not that good uh, let, let's see them against the real team you know we saw the browns go against a decent team the steelers went against an undefeated team and the ravens went against uh, i don't know a high school team so we need to we need to see a little bit more my uh my knee jerk reaction is something similar to that it's going to be the Dallas Cowboys and specifically Dak Prescott playing that well. Uh, they played the New York Giants. Let's be honest. The New York Giants are them and the Dolphins. Uh, we're, they're pretty bad. <laughs> they should be fighting for last place for the uh, for the plunger uh, this year, I believe. <laughs> That's my opinion. I don't think the Cowboys are going to do that good. I think Zeke will probably do just as well. I know they're eliminating him, but I think Zeke will do better in terms of throughout the year, but I don't think Dak's going to play that well. And I also don't think Jason Witten's going to do jack shit the rest of the year. They made sure to get his touchdown early and out of the way for that home crowd. <laughs> He's not going to do shit the rest of the year. But, uh, yeah, I don't think the Cowboys can are going to be that good from what they look like, especially Dak Prescott specifically. Despite the perfect passer rating, huh? Yeah, I mean, come on, this is the Giants. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, my knee-jerk reaction is um, that John Ross is not going to be as good as Week no. One. Um, yeah, I get that. He that. lit it up. He looked pretty decent for being the number one pick that he uh, pick that he was a few years ago. Uh, he looked good. You know, you do have a a, a head coach from the uh, Sean McVay tree and Zach Taylor. Uh, now the head coach there in Cincinnati, and uh, I think that he'll get him involved. I know he's probably picked up a few things from Sean McVay as far as running an offense. Um, but as soon as uh, AJ Green gets back, and it looks like actually that was another update uh, from earlier, is that AJ Green is ahead of schedule, so we might see AJ Green come back sooner rather than later. Um, I do think that it, uh, the Bengals will be, you know featuring all three of their wide receivers because they are all three of them are very talented. You got Tyler Boyd out of pit. You got AJ Green. Obviously we said that. And then John Ross. And you know, if you look at the makeup of the LA Rams, kind of similar, you got Cooper cup, Robert Woods and Brandon cooks. You got three wide receivers that are all viable, but I just don't feel like this offense, Andy Dalton, they're going to be able to sustain, sustain that. It was very surprising to see them actually keep up with the Seahawks in this game. So are the Seahawks as good as we think they are? You know, we thought the defense was going to start to shine just because they, they brought in, uh, what's his name, Jadavion Clowney. But it did not happen. Their secondary was getting beat. And honestly, John Ross should have put up even more points on them. Um, but he short-armed a couple a couple passes. So, I don't know. My knee-jerk reaction is almost hold up on the on the uh, Cincinnati Bengals and, and how their offense is going to do. But 
another another one to worry about maybe that that seahawks team and their defense it may not be as good as we thought yeah i like that bringing it back from uh season one of the podcast hold up hold up (laughs) bring that back a little little throwback i like it bring that back all right john i do agree kind of with you on the the whole thing about lamar uh, it was hey, it was awesome for me in fantasy. I liked it. Yeah, uh, it, was, it, was, it was amazing. <laughs> it was just like every couple of minutes, it was just like, oh, Mars got three touchdowns. Lamar's got four touchdowns. Lamar's got. <laughs> I think I texted you guys that because he's in my other league, and I was like, clean out the garage. I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, is my phone freaking out? high school. But anyways, I, I do think that, yeah, he's not going to do that every week, but uh, I think he's got a favorable matchup coming up this week against the uh, Arizona Cardinals and even against the Kansas City Chiefs uh, the week after. I mean, Gardner Minshew lit it up. Why can't he? Gardner Minshew. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Choo choo, motherfuckers! Dude sounds like a made up like we character. I told you, man. He he sounds like the dude who would sell you some Geico insurance. He literally put he's the next Tom, a he's the next Tom Brady. Nice dress shirt and a tie. He'd definitely sell you some insurance. That dude hasn't worn a dress shirt in his entire life. Have you seen a picture of him? Yeah. All right. Um, so that's a couple knee jerk reactions. Uh, we do have some other. Uh, notes from this past weekend um, obviously the elephant in the room is uh, or maybe the clown in the room if you want to go there is uh, Antonio Brown yes oh, yeah. Antonio Brown found his way off of the Oakland Raiders and it looks like he's been orchestrating this for some time <clears throat> uh, notes have been coming out saying that he went out to social media uh, personalities and whatnot to figure out how he can basically sabotage his way off of the Oakland Raiders. And um, basically, this has been a a whole bunch of a facade to try to get him out of a contract with either the Steelers and wherever he would be be traded to. And obviously, he wanted to end up on a team that he thought was going to get him, you know, the best advantage in in his career. And that happens to be the New England Patriots. So uh, AB signed a one year deal. Uh, with an option for a second year with the New England Patriots over the weekend. Uh, I believe it's for $9 million for the first year. Guaranteed. Uh, guaranteed. I think it's 15 overall. 15 overall. Yeah. And then the following year is like $20 million, if, I, if I'm correct. Yep. Um, Something like that. So, yes. About it, there, yeah. It's uh, been kind of a wild weekend as far as just that entire news you know more news broke out that you know the Steelers didn't want to trade AB to the Patriots because they're a contender they apparently offered the Steelers a first round pick now understanding that the Patriots first round pick is a lot different from you know the Dolphins first round pick but it's still a first round pick and I don't know who made the call on that but I don't know you gotta you gotta think about your your team's perspectives going forward. If you're Kevin Colbert, you're Mike Tomlin, you gotta think about your team as well. You know, just trading A B to somebody who you don't deem as a contender may not be the smartest thing in the world. I know I'm going on a rant here. I'll let you guys get in there soon. <laughs> but even more news broke on Antonio Brown yesterday. I don't wanna get into too much of the details, but there have been uh, sexual assault ac- accusations against him. Uh, it was filed in a federal court in Florida. Uh, a woman is accusing 
Antonio Brown of three separate incidents of sexual assault, including one rape. Now, I don't want to go into too much of the details about this, but just want to get, I wanted to fill you guys in on it, and we could talk a little bit about uh, the impacts to football. What do you think uh, just the league might do in this case with Antonio Brown and some of the other cases that they've dealt with in the past as far as sexual, sexual assault and, and any kind of violence and things like that, and uh, just his character issues if you're, if you're thinking about the Patriots? <sighs> I mean, hey, All right, I'll I just go. want to talk about it, right? <laughs> you know, because it definitely makes uh, blood boil. Yeah, it's, it's tough. I'm sitting here trying to to, to stay calm about it all. Um, I mean, he's when there's smoke and this much smoke, there's there's fire. Whole force I mean, fire, man. It's lit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's exactly. He's trying to pick my words carefully, but he's not a good person, and um, you know that, and that's with so many different things. And I, the honestly, like I think we were talking about it in the group chat um, last week, even. And I was like, I, I would not be surprised, you know, especially right when he got released. He's going to the Patriots. It's a Patriots thing to do. They pick up these guys that were assholes elsewhere, and then all of a sudden they buy into this stupid Patriot way. And, and you know, prop, props to them for being able to make these talented guys, you know, uh, conform at least for a few years to win a Super Bowl, and then they end up acting up and they get rid of them. <clears throat> um, I mean, hopefully, uh, for the league's sake, he's just that much of an asshole and just keeps acting up there and wrecks the Patriots. Um, but I mean, with, with everything that he's done, there's this, you know, even the allegations that have come out today, that's not, he has other things in, in lawsuits against him and people, he owes a ton of people money and he's throwing furniture off of balconies and, and harming different people. And it's just so many things with him that aren't even about the stupid, his feet were circumcised like he was talking about on hard knocks or his <laughs> his helmet issues or all this shit that he is is acting up and and i do think he kind of pushed a little bit to try and get out of oakland because i think he it, there was even reports that he wanted to be in in new england uh you know before this so like i'm not surprised that he was trying to get there um but he's i don't know i he's not a good person i'll just just leave it at that yeah Try not to say anything bad. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really want to comment whether I think he did or I think he didn't or whatever, but you said it perfectly when you use the analogy, if there's smoke, there's fire. Um, it's just he's been given way too many chances. And for the NFL not to look into this and not to look into this heavily would just be like voluntary ignorance. Um, and so without you know getting too deep into it, I – I really hope that that you know what goes around comes around, and uh, hopefully AB's got was coming to him. So, guys, I have a question for you. With this, he got released like <clears throat> that morning, and then be, like by four o'clock, he was already picked up by the the Patrick the, the Patriots, right? Why is no one? I mean, look, I, maybe everything was was right, but it just going. smells. Yeah. Like it. Why was? Why is the league who? Seems to try and go after the Patriots on things because it seems like the Patriots and the NFL and Goodell rub each other the wrong way. Collusion, collusion. Why is there not at least a tampering? There's nothing there. Something. Pittsburgh reporters saying like, why is there no tampering here? Why is no one talking? Why isn't the Raiders like filing anything about this? Exactly. Yeah. Like, there's. I I definitely I'm a you know a butthurt Steelers fan about it all, but there. This is come on. If you're the NFL, like. So here here's the thing. 
I'm I'm just as mad about it as you guys, but can they do anything? I mean, the Raiders released him. I think AB just conned the system. He figured it out. He figured out a way to get his way, and he did it, you know, tenfold. He he committed to it. And well, I think it's from the perspective. I, I want to say respect him, but I think it's from the perspective of the teams. Like the team yeah. should not be talking to Antonio Brown, whether or not he wants to get off of that team in some other shape or form is fine. I don't, I mean, we could sabotage his, his, uh, NFL image all he wants, you know? I mean, a lot, but ultimately it's up to the Raiders or the Steelers. They could have just said, fine, then you're just going to sit here. I don't, I don't think the Steelers well, then the Raiders said, and they could just said, all right, fine. Then you're just going to sit here and act like a clown. They could, whatever. Done that. You're not playing. They you're done not that. playing. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think it was. It's probably more of Rosenhaus doing some things on the side, maybe for him too, and and whatnot. And and yeah, the the Steelers at this point, like, I'm so sick of hearing about this guy. Like, I don't want to hear about him anymore. And I was so happy. Right. Like, I don't know if you guys saw the, like the press conferences of the Steelers players after the game because I mean, it was look the game was embarrassing. Um, but like, someone asked Ben right after the game, like, what, what do you think about AB joining the Patriots? And he just he was like, what. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, what else are you supposed to say? Like, stop talking about the fucking game. Why does it matter? Let him go. Like, okay, why? Okay, I know you're asking Ben Roethlisberger about that. Why aren't you asking Aaron Rodgers that same question? He's not on their team. He hasn't been on their team since last season. Why does it matter? Why are you asking that question? Like, stop it. Like, we're sick of it. That's why I was getting mad at at Pittsburgh pundits and NFL uh, sports pundits just talking about this stuff, you know, because. Uh, who cares about what AB's doing? He was in Oakland. Why are we still talking about this dude flying in a hot air balloon? I don't care what he's doing. He's in Oakland. I want to know what fucking Roosevelt Nix is doing, you know? Tell me about him. Tell me about Javon Hargreave. I want to know about him. I don't know, man. Just like, this stupid stuff. The, there was another point I wanted to uh, bring up. Um, I, I lost my train of thought now. Well, D, if it makes you feel better about Rosie Nix, I got a little news for him about him, though. Outside of his injury, he had a great podcast over this past offseason, if you guys are looking into it. Rosie Nix has a solid podcast. He had Shazier on. They're all talking about Shazier's goals and everything. So shout out to Rosie Nix and his podcast. Right. Maybe he'll shout us out on his. Yeah. Great. There you go. <laughs> all right. I remember my point. I remember my point. Um, from the perspective of fantasy football, uh, obviously, obviously, Antonio Brown – he was a highly drafted wide receiver in fantasy this year. And you were expecting him to be with uh, Derek Carr and that offense. Now he gets to go to Tom Brady and forgetting uh, the fact that he might get suspended at any point in time. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. Obviously the NFL is going to do some kind of investigation. Authorities are going to do their investigation. That'll get dealt with in its time. Um, but from the perspective of, you know, you have weapons like Julian Edelman and Josh Gordon already there. Um, how do you think Antonio Brown uh, fits into this offense as far as um, who does he take away fantasy points from, targets, receptions, touchdowns? You are you are you fading some of these players now? Do you not want to have them on your rosters? What are you thinking? Dorsett, he, he's not going to play. He's not going to get those chances like he did against the Steelers. Edelman's Edelman. I mean, AB runs the same kind of routes, though. It's going to be interesting to see if he can make keep yeah. him happy. AB and Edelman are going to be, you're right, they run the same kind of route. They're the same kind of player. So it's going to be interesting to see how they interact. I think it's a run game, though. I think they're just going to pass the ball a ton more. 
Because why wouldn't you? You're the AB now. I mean, Cannon went down with an injury. Um, they brought they had to bring in a new tackle uh, this week. I think that I think they'll probably have Edelman inside more, maybe a little bit more, running those like double stunt moves. Gordon, I think he's still like hopefully he's okay, like meant like you know with everything off the field, but. I think he could be an outside guy. And I think you could still put AB outside and run those type of routes. And he's a deep threat. And um, I don't know if he'll get the target. He's not going to get the targets that he got in Pittsburgh. I mean, he, he's just not been forcing the ball constantly, like even when he shouldn't have thrown him the ball. And Brady is very good at just, I mean, you can tell, you see, I mean, how many running backs did they play against us on Sunday? Like they're, they're going to throw it to White and Burkhead outside. They're going to throw it to, to all these other receivers too. So I, I think reception wise, he, he, I don't, Honestly, if he, you know, if you're, if right now, if I'm trying to say like, am I going to bet that he's going to get over 100 receptions this year? I would say no, but I think yard wise and, and especially touchdown wise, he could, if, if everything off the field is fine, like we're not counting that, I think he would be very impressive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people kind of wanted to make some kind of uh, comparison to the Randy Moss trade whenever he went to the Patriots. I was like, are you serious? They aren't even the same style of a player. What is one of Randy Moss's like most famous quotes? Throw the ball deep, take the top off the defense. That's what he did. That's what he did. And A.B., granted, he can go down the field and catch the ball, but that's not his style. You know, like you were saying, Julian Edelman, more of those intermediate routes, those uh, middle-of-the-field routes. He's going to take some more out of, off of Edelman. I think Josh Gordon, from a fantasy perspective, should be relatively safe. I mean, he's always been a player who did a lot of damage from low volume, high efficiency. He got a lot of yards on a low amount of targets, low amount of catches, and he manages to find the end zone. So if you're looking at Josh Gordon from a fantasy perspective already this season, I think you're safe. I think if you're you're thinking about Edelman being like a a fourth round pick in fantasy this year i don't think he's that anymore maybe like a six round pick some falling back just a little bit more i mean at least in our in our yahoo league we actually had players like uh uh, brandon cooks cooper cup and uh, robert woods they all went back to back i think or is that in the espn league it doesn't matter but i mean i don't think it's going to be that kind of same like which one of these wide receivers is actually going to be the best i really think is it'll be like ab and josh gordon will be kind of like the number ones and i think it'll also take away from james white because you know they always like to split them out out wide and and, and throw them some uh, passes out of the backfield so i kind of feel like you might see a, a little bit less from james white this season i know i don't i don't know if you guys have him on your fantasy teams but hey you know that's my opinion that's a good point that's a good point Rex Burkhead looked good, man. He looked healthy. It was wild. Yeah, I mean, what happened to Sony Michelle? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Another knee jerk reaction. I mean, I, he's going to get the ball. He's going to get 15 carries for 14 yards. He's fine. 15 <laughs> carries for 14 yards. He's fine. I don't know. I mean, I, I like Michelle a lot, but yeah, I think, honestly, D, I would, I would have to go back at you. I think White is fine. I, they, they love having him, having linebackers on him. I and mean, we even had Mark Barron on him, and he was still burning Mark Barron. Like, imagine, like, a traditional linebacker. They're just going to – they find the, the mismatches. And I think there will be those weeks that James White doesn't do anything. It's just – it's going to be another frustrating year for Patriots running backs when it comes to fantasy. I mean, sometimes oh, – yeah. other times they're yeah. not – yeah, I mean, Burkhead got five catches for 41 yards. Is he going to do that every week? No. Is he going to make two – I mean, you saw he, That's like, crazy. Two, two out of his shoes and it was embarrassing. Nice move. 
but he's, I mean, is Burkhead really that guy? I don't know. I mean, we'll see. But I think White would would still be okay compared to to uh, Burkhead. Faith? I think Burkhead's finally healthy. I think that's the difference. True. Man, very true. Well, all right, fellas. Do we have any other uh, notes from uh, week one of uh, the NFL season? It's in the books. We're going to put a cap on it. We're done with it. We're moving on to, to other things. Yeah, I want to see what the segment is. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, fantasy. Yeah, you do. Fantasy. <laughs> what? Uh, what? Fellas. Uh, oh my god. Tell me some uh, nonsense. Tell me some, how how your fantasy football leagues go and um, some fuck uh, you, D. Notable. Yeah. At least I did better than Stefan. That's all I have to say. <laughs> some notable things that happened. What surprised you? Uh, do you think any my of these, team surprised me? Any of these trends are gonna continue uh, for no. any of these players? <laughs> Oh, the trends aren't going to continue. <laughs> I hope not, for my sake. <laughs> Wait, no, I'm, here we go. I got this. Oh, so I don't want to talk about it. I lost because I started Eric Ebron over Mark Andrews. One, don't get cute. Start your studs. Do what you got to do. And if I would have started, if I would have got cute and started Mark Andrews over Eric Ebron, I would have beat Robbie, who won. But this week I played John. Um... I'm not totally sold on his team. I think I could probably uh, win here. I mean, uh, there's a, there's a lot of his starting wide receivers are Cooper Cup and Dede Westbrook. Um, so I think I, I I think I'm going to one and one here. And then uh, if you're listening to this, looking for fantasy advice, I'm telling you, get Chris Conley. Oh. Why don't you have him? He did look pretty good. Because, because <laughs> it's like I going can... to the it's like going to the fishing hole. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, they're catching fish down the down the, down the creek there. Yeah, go ahead. No, <laughs> have fun I, loser. Because <laughs> I have DJ Chark, who has a higher ceiling. But <laughs> if Chris Conley, dude, I'm telling you, he's he's consistent. He is like he's a lower ceiling than DJ Chark, but like he's gonna be you know ten points week in week. I'm just being a sure. dick, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, typical. Cheers, buddy. Here, <laughs> <laughs> here, here, here. Well, you know, D, I'll say uh, congrats to D. He, he beat me in week one. Um, you know, I still... Fuck Robbie. You know, I still feel confident in, in my team. Probably should have started Sammy Watkins. I, I heard he did all right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel pain. Yeah, it was just like I kept hearing, like, I have Mahomes in the other league, shocker. And so I was pumped. I'm like, yes, I kept seeing D say, Mahomes touchdown, Mahomes touchdown, Mahomes touchdown. And then I kept seeing, wow, Watkins is having a great game. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I knew, I knew uh, you had him. I knew you had him. I was like, oh, I hope he's not playing. Cause I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you guys this. I never look at my fantasy scores during games. <laughs> I just look for my players, and if I know what my opponent has on their team, I'm hoping that they're not doing well. But if they're doing well, whatever. I just want to watch some good games, and I'll worry about that shit, you know, Monday night when I'm panicking. It's like, do I have a player going Monday night that can give me enough points to catch me back up? <laughs> Watkins are looking good, especially with the with the Tyreek Hill. He's got to be a must start now, right? That's he's in a starting lineup going against Kevin this week, so we'll see. Uh, and, and just so for the rest of the league listening out there, I do have an extra receiver now that's that's available. So if uh, anyone has a an offer, especially a running back, let me know. Uh, <laughs> that's all I'll say on this platform to use that. But 
Uh, no, I think I think it was still a good matchup. Still scored pretty high. Um, I was more impressed in our other league, not to to go too much into it, but I put up the high score for the week in our big ESPN league. So won oh, some man. money right now. Who thinks that fucking Josh Jacobs and Tyrell Williams are gonna put up like fifty points between ah! the two of them? Who uses ESPN? So it doesn't matter. Know, anyway. We should be using sleeper. Yeah, what a bunch of savages. Sleeper. This is not God, an ad, but we should be using sleeper. Than Yahoo, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, anything's better than Yahoo, and anything's better than no ESPN. Yahoo. It's not bad. The, yeah, NFL, fantasy the NFL fantasy app's not bad either. Go, I don't yeah, hate it. Better it's, than app. it's the best place to get your news and headlines as far as football updates goes. And what are you doing? They don't sponsor us. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no free ads. What? Yeah, no free ads. Come if on. I, I do a good enough ad read. Maybe they will. Um, don't worry. Yahoo's not going to be an ad for us because they suck. No. Um, enough with me and John trashing them each, each, each week. <laughs> Jesus. Go Mahomes. Go Christian McCaffrey. We're going to get a cease and desist here. Hey, John, real quick, real quick. Um, do you think Aaron Rodgers will be a top 10 quarterback in fantasy? You're asking me? Yeah. Ooh, interesting. All right, just throwing me on the spot. I, I still do. I do. I He he looked terrible. Well, the offense looked terrible in week one, but that's a Thursday night game. It was a preseason game number five, basically. I think he has to. If not... I'm shitting on him after this year. I we, Look, episode one of season two, I challenged him. I said, Aaron Rodgers, you need to be the guy this year. I keep everyone's all sucking your dick. They're like, oh, he's he's that dude. He is that dude. Well, be that fucking dude. I'm so sick of it. Yeah, you're that dude off the field, and you have, um, you know, very impressive uh, girlfriends, but you got to be that dude. <laughs> all right, right now, he's playing like the, the beer chugger that he is, and he needs to be. Ooh. Hey, man, you also. Adam. Yeah, you know, so. You also got to think it was it was against the Bears defense that pass rush is outrageous. Okay, exactly. <laughs> Especially this week, going against Minnesota. We saw what they did against uh, Matt Ryan. That offense was not moving at all at the beginning of this game. Oh. Now, Matt Ryan did throw two touchdowns in that game, but hey, he Julio, two interceptions, man. you know? I, I, I think it's a tough division. A tough, I mean, outside of the, a tough up game up the lines. for him. Yeah, a, so it, you might see another little output game from probably who was the, the quarterback who was drafted number three overall, typically, behind Watson and Mahomes, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, God, yeah, the Bears drafted Trubisky over Watson and Mahomes. It's crazy, right? Traded up. Jaguars drafted Fournette over, <laughs> over uh, Watson and Mahomes. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Sure. Yeah. And then they took a punter. <laughs> hey, now, that was a long, that was like 10 years ago. Come on. People don't forget. <laughs> That's like the one thing you can remember, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Speaking of fucking idiots, my team is dog shit <laughs> I, am, I am very concerned i thought i drafted well i have an extra tight end hit me up Anyone? i don't want a tight end i don't i need a lot i need a lot more than just a tight end carry on johnson split in time oj howard got fucking butterfingers Philip Lindsay split in time i don't know what i'm gonna do your fucking jags defense sucks they'll be better next I, week i don't Thomas. know Against Houston? Do I start Houston? All right, here you go, Andy. Do I start Houston's defense or do I start Jacksonville's defense? They're playing each other. Jacksonville. All right, listen, I've been saying this for a long time. The Jaguars' biggest strength, their defensive line, is the Houston's biggest weakness, which is their offensive line. You have to start the Jaguars' defense. It sounds a little like and a then, turntable. 
He was just spinning yeah, around the whole game. Now the turntables. <laughs> yeah, and like, because like, look at how much pressure the Saints defense got on Deshaun Watson, and then like, okay, now it's uh, Calais Campbell, Yannick Ngakwe, Marcel Darius, Josh Allen. Like, come on, like you you have to start the Jaguars D. I think yeah, maybe they'll get sacks, but is Watson still going to air it out? And just enough points go against some fans. So I think so because on their defense, their weakness is the pasty. So if our offensive line can create time and Minshew has like three, four seconds to pass, he probably can. And then the Jaguar or the Texans are maybe not playing from behind, but at least playing like a tie game. So they're going to have to pass. They're going to want to pass the ball at which point. Yeah. Like the Jaguars to get, you know, five sacks. That's 10 points right there. Yeah, I would just like to point out last week, Justin Tucker had as many points as my quarterback and my two starting wide receivers. More points than my running backs. We should get rid of kickers. And we should get punters. <laughs> we, should, we should keep it going. Oh, <laughs> uh, just a little shout out fancy wise to Franks. He figured out how to do the fab baiting. Oh my gosh. For him. Snaps, snaps to Franks last season. Did he actually um, figure out the fab or did he figure out the free agent? Well, I was I was actually trying to trade trade him and I was like, all right, I'll trade you X, Y, and Z player, and by the way, I'll throw in, I'll teach you how to use fab. He also had 140 points last week. Not bad. And he still lost. Yeah, he did. <laughs> but I know he doesn't listen, so fuck you. <laughs> A podcast. Oh, oh, big fan. Uh, yeah, I'm my team. I don't know. Knee-jerk reaction-wise, I don't want to do anything crazy. Could have just been a bad week. We'll see what happens this upcoming week. All right. Um, real quick. Um, this isn't the segment, by the way. I, I, I know Andy caught it, but I threw that, hey, real quick. That's going to be a new segment. I'm going to throw, hey, real quicks at... Um, is there a soundbite? No, well, really uh, I don't think it's going to be a soundbite, because it's just going to be, hey, real quick. I'm just going to ask you questions. You don't know what it is. You've got to answer oh, it. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, that'll be fine. That'll be fine. Never have I ever. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. <laughs> um, so, this is funny. Um, in... The two notable leagues, so John and I were in two leagues uh, together, and um, in the league that all four of us share together, the Yahoo League, one John Ross the third went for $2. In our ESPN league, <laughs> John Ross... The same John Ross that could not stay on the field and, and, and do anything for the past few seasons... <laughs> what for 204 bad? That's ridiculous. What? What is what are you who are you playing with? What is going on here? I want to be a part of that league. <laughs> so so as a little side note to that, you can buy back in yeah. FabWatch dollar for dollar. Dollar for so dollar though. Higher money league. Dollar so people dollar. are even more uh, aggressive for sure. But even before you could buy back in. Two hundred? Like what are you doing? Two hundred four. Two hundred four dollars for for oh, oh my god! I got a bone to pick, by the way. Two in our league. Two about this fucking forty three dollars. Two hundred. Pick a goddamn number. 
It's either 40, 45. And I told that teacher. <laughs> no, learn learn how to fucking bet that, man. It's such a, it's such a mental game. Yeah. Uh, 43 goddamn dollars. dollars in the middle of the night. I've been 40. That's what I did. I was like, oh, I'll do 150. And I'm like, no, no, no. What if someone else picks 150? I'll do 151. <laughs> No, no, no. What if they think that? I'll do 152 then. Yeah. And that's how you spend 152 That's, that's how you Brian. know CJ's $40 for a defense was a fucking terrible acquisition. Oh, because yeah, he spent 40 straight, so he didn't have to do 41 to outbid anyone. Nobody gave a fuck about that defense, yeah. and CJ just spent 40 bucks on them. Um, <laughs> yeah, John spent 150 on Malcolm Brown. Um <laughs> He's a starter, basically, in, in L.A., closest, man. The next closest one was 75, no, so no, you, you doubled not. them. I know. I, I had 130, and I panicked, but and hey, I went back. I appreciate <laughs> you putting 152 on him because that allowed me to get Chris Thompson. I did spend 73, uh, 70, 72 for, for Chris you Thompson. You beat me on Chris Thompson because I think I put up, you, I put up Thunder for him. Yeah, you put up uh, 84. Wait, no, not 84. 78, 78. That's right. Yeah, I, did. I was throwing the money everywhere this morning. And um, but luckily you had dropped well, Trey well. Burton already, so that that one that transaction didn't process. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's because they were both. I was gonna drop him for anyone, so I just threw a bunch in. Yeah. But I like. I mean, look, I I know that's a lot of money for Malcolm Brown, but he was at least vulturing touchdowns. And I mean, Gurley looks like you know, and maybe uh, maybe I'm looking at something different here. <laughs> Gurley. Looks like he has the same issues that he had last year, like late in the season playoff time. Yeah, it was scary, like, man. What the hell's I mean, Malcolm Brown and Arley. He's still, I mean, he still put up pretty okay numbers fantasy wise. Uh, I know he had 14 carries. I think it was 90 some yards rushing. But as far as his utilization and being like a potential first round pick, mostly mostly because I saw him going in the second round, it's because he right. had the utilization in the red zone and. Sean McVay came out and said that, hey, you know, it was just like, you know, the just how the the plays ran, you know, that, you know, he was, you know, Malcolm Brown was next up in line for those set of plays, you know, because we had to get, you know, Todd Gurley some rest. But I don't know. It's kind of the same thing with C.J. Anderson last year where, you know, we saw a lot more heavily utilization from C.J. Anderson in the red zone. Uh, I actually, actually saw a stat. It was... Um, uh, Ty Gurley's usage in the red zone last season during the playoffs, he was utilized seven out of 29 run plays in the playoffs. So you could already see it back then that they weren't really using him that often down there. And they're trying to keep him healthy because he is such an X factor. You know, if he's still out in open space, he's still going to, you know, do some work against a defense. But if he's not utilizing the red zone, or in some cases people like to call the green zone, that's 20 yards and in, um, you're not going to have a, a lot of uh, potential for fantasy points. And he's, if you're redrafting today, like I was saying earlier, you're probably looking at him in like the fourth or fifth round as far as running backs goes. Yeah. I mean, he's a talented dude. And, but like, if you're paying him, what is he now? The second highest running back yeah. uh, in the league, yeah. you would expect him to be the bell cow. And I mean, 14 carries, I mean, 97 yards is impressive on 14 carries for sure. But you expect him to be taking everything down in the red zone, taking, you know, 20 plus touches at least. And I don't believe he had, a, or he had one catch. So, I mean, 15 touches in a game. I don't, I, to me, Brown is definitely someone you at least have on your bench. If not, maybe a flex play. Um, if you see it, I, I'm personally not going to start him on my flex right away, but it's just a trend that is continuing from last uh, postseason. All right. 
fellas. I think we're kind of winding down the podcast, so let's get into it. Brian, you weren't here for it last week. We're going to do some pick-ums. Let's do it. Um, Whoa, who's in first? Who's in first? All right, all right hold on. <laughs> first off, first off, ladies and gentlemen, if you're new to the podcast, we do pick-ums um, every week. We Last season, we did um, one... Uh, like, did we pick the same... Uh, primetime game yeah, and then we picked an upset we game did. it was it was yeah. sunday night football and uh an upset so last season we picked sunday night and an upset so this season we're actually going to be picking two primetime games it could be any of the primetime games so last week it was a lot easier because we had what four primetime games so we had a little bit more to choose from but this week we're gonna only have three so we're gonna have uh two primetime games and then one upset of your choosing basically you just have to, it just has to be an over under um as far as that goes um but i don't have the standings can one of y'all give me the standings i, I don't i don't remember what they were andy has them written down on his fucking right. whiteboard because he's in the lead that's not true i just know i'm uh, i'm right. two oh and one all right which I think, I think technically puts me at first i'm two and one yeah, as well Andy's two and one two oh and one john Brian, you're two and no, one. No, no, wait, wait. Where does, where does that put me? Where does that put me? Technically, I guess you're in first place, but what? How the fuck do you have a tie? <laughs> you're like the pirates, man. You start off well, and then you just shit the bed down. You shut the fuck up, and you let me enjoy this. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, I'm one and two. Uh, Jesus, man. Um, the Falcons let me down big time. Also, oh, same with too. the Bears at home. Come on, guys. Matt Nagy. Expect a better <laughs> Three fruit, points. Man. Jesus. Oof. All right. Um, Andy, I'm going to throw it to you since you're the leader in this podcast as far as pickums goes, if you're ready. All right. Yep. No. Hey, now, come on. Yeah, you fuck up one time there. Remember that for the rest <laughs> of the podcast. Um, no. So uh, my picks are my primetime picks are the Panthers over the Bucks. I'll let D type that in. And the Eagles over the Falcons. And now for my upset, it is the Saints over the Rams. We're doing Monday night, right? As well, one more. Pick. No, it's you get to pick two out of three. Ah, okay. Yep. Well, I was I was not here. I was not here. Yep. <laughs> that is yep. my fault. All right. And the the Rams are two and a half point favorites over the Saints. So I got uh, Panthers, Eagles, and Saints. John, hit me with yours. All right, so upset-wise, I have to agree with Andy, unfortunately. I'm going Panthers over Bucks. Thursday Night Football, the Bucks just aren't the same. They're not the same. They're just terrible. Uh, and then I'm – this one was tough because I, I, last year I was on the Falcons all year. This year, clearly, I was already on the Falcons. But got to go Eagles over the Falcons. Uh, and then upset-wise, I'm going Vikings over Packers. Packers did not impress me uh, on Thursday. I was yeah. looking at that. That's a really good pick, actually. But I think the Vikings are looking all right. So, yeah. All right. I'll give my next. Let Brian get a little bit of extra time to figure out what he wants oh, to do. What a, what a nice guy. To the podcast <laughs> Thank you. I'm ready. Anyway. <laughs> um, yes. So, John, I'm going with the Eagles as well. Uh, I just feel a little bit more confident in that team. I know they came out a little weak against the Redskins. It should have been a game that they had healthily put away early. Um, you, you saw people like DJX, welcome back to Philly, man. You know, he's lighting it up again. 
Uh, he was out there balling with uh, Carson Wentz, and I think that offense is going to be pretty high-powered. A uh, little concerned about the defense, though. Um, their secondary, even though they've got a lot of their pieces back from last season that were hurt, it, yeah, you, you got Case Keenum in that offense, uh, you know, putting up some points on you. So, uh, eh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm going to go with the Eagles. I do feel like they'll beat the Falcons this week. Uh, also, I know this is kind of like the random – I mean, how is this? How is this a primetime game? I'm going with the Jets over the Browns. Um, oh my! That's, that's my pick too. Yeah, <laughs> that was, that was me. I just, what if? You know, what if all this hype that we've seen around this Browns team, everybody's talking them up, talking them up. I know the Jets may have. I don't know about C.J. Mosley's health. Do you guys know about C.J. Mosley's health? Uh, I haven't heard anything. I haven't seen anything come across the wires. Maybe he's good, but that defense was looking really good when he was out there. Honestly, uh, they were they were holding it together pretty well. They were. I know they um, they did end up they end up losing that game right to to the Bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one point, one point, yeah. one point loss. Um, Seventeen sixteen. I do believe that they just kind of have some opportunity here. They kind of have an opportunity here against the Browns. So uh, it'll be kind of interesting. We'll get to see two young guns slinging it out, Baker Mayfield and uh, Sam Darnold um, on Sunday night. That's a Sunday night game, right? I don't know. Monday night. Monday Monday night. Um, Then I'm going to go with the the, the Vikings as well. Yeah, against the Packers. Um, John, like you said, I'm kind of worried about Aaron Rodgers and this offense. I don't know. We'll see what happens with them. Hopefully Devontae Adams actually does step it up a little bit uh this week uh for that team but um obviously i'm picking the vikings so maybe you can wait till next week i don't know yeah i mean d just so you know too i looked it up uh mosley and uh quinn and williams both may miss week two just so you know which you know we'll see but i still think uh baker will throw about five more picks so (laughs) hey you watch your mouth hey man i'll hold off i'll hold off till next week yeah, man, both your teams sucked sucked eggs. So, <laughs> oh, okay. I can't talk. I mean, Steelers did terrible. So. I only had one team that lost big. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, after after uh, the Saints uh, Texans game, I was like, I'm just gonna be another black and gold fan. I'll just be a Saints fan. Fuck it. Nah, man, I got one team and one just team. Kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Sucked. All right, Brian, you ready? Brian, yeah. me. I am absolutely ready. Of course. Uh, so I'm gonna agree the Panthers. That's a, I, there's the Buccaneers. There's no way. Uh, I'm gonna take the Panthers. I'm also on on here with D with the Jets train, but uh, I'm more in terms of uh, Greg Williams is over there now as their defensive coordinator, and he's got a little chip on his shoulder against the Browns coming from there. So uh, I, that's what I think. I think they're gonna shut down that Browns offense and uh, OBJ's fancy ass watch. What a loser. Huh. Uh, <laughs> and then my upset for the week is going to be the 49ers over the Bengals. Bengals at home, they're going to be missing Mixon and AJ Green. They're pretty bad anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Missing the missing yeah, Mixon. Yeah, I'll say this about the uh, the Panthers Tampa Bay game. It kind of scares me, just because it's a Thursday nighter, short week for everybody, and I feel like it's just going to be one of those. And again, just one of those nasty, ugly, low-scoring games. I feel like the one good Thursday night game that we've had recently. I mean, I, that I, I don't know. It's it's been years ago now. Was uh, that if you guys remember the Jets Bills game 
It was like Tyrod Taylor and Sammy Watkins like wasn't, staring it up. Wasn't there a Rams like, oh. 49ers game that was like super good it too? Been that was it Mullins? Mullins was getting a start yes. when we had the podcast. Yeah. Oh, God, that guy. He'd be like, oh, my God, Mullins threw another yeah. touchdown. That was wild, too. <laughs> that was wild, too. Yeah, but honestly, it's it's something that you can't predict. I feel like Thursday night football. So I was kind of scared from I think it. Christian McCaffrey goes for about 400 scrimmage yards and about five touchdowns. Run CMC. Honestly, <laughs> ain't against me. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing you this week, D. In the other league, all of a sudden, D cares. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have CMC on that team, so. Or do you? Do you? Have yeah, you do have CMC. That's, that's right. team that won. Yeah, right, fuck CMC this week. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, um, fellas, like I said, this is gonna be at, uh, kind of winding down towards the end of the podcast. I forgot about this. Hey, Brian, since you're back, my man. He's do this all last season too. Don't we bet your house on it? Get a little warm up. Get a little warm up. Get a little warm up here. Bet your house on it, boys. Let's go. We're back in business. I am going to be taking the Indianapolis Colts plus three at the Tennessee Titans. Bet your house on it. it. Let's go. He's back. I like it. I like it. I lost my house Wait, already. Did you guys see that <laughs> interception? Give me that. Wild. Give me that. That yep. was wild. He was like one hand on him. That was nasty. We'll see. From like 10 yards away. It was nasty. That was fucking that's, nasty. That's, we'll see how it goes. Anyways. Um, so we got the bet your house on it. The only other thing I want to do. I'm going to do a little rant. It's going to be about my Steelers. Uh-oh. This was the first time I was actually disappointed in Mike Tomlin. And I had some people asking me about how I felt about Tomlin uh, and if I was one of those Steelers fans that didn't like uh, the job he does for us and, and um, you know, all that. So this is the first time I was actually disappointed. You know, we, for years, have uh, kind of criticized Mike Tomlin for always playing down to opponents and that he always is kind of looking towards the better, like the, the team was always looking f- towards the better team uh, the next week or something along those lines. But, you know, we'll be playing the Browns and the Browns are one of the worst teams in the league that season and we end up losing to them or we end up tying to them like we did last season. That cost, those, those little mistakes cost us the playoffs. Now I get it. This is Sunday night against the New England Patriots. But when you come out of the press conference after the game and you're telling me that you guys weren't, you guys weren't ready that is that is just just like the one thing that actually pissed me off and disappointed me about Mike Tomlin that you have defending uh, champs. We're going into their house. You guys have to be amped up for this game. Like we can't we can't be just making all these mistakes. I understand we're missing some um, some key components on the defense and and as well as the offense. But as far like we should be amped up for this game. We just found out that Antonio Brown was going to be joining them. I don't understand how this doesn't galvanize this team and I, I don't know what happened that game but it didn't look good and I understand that I was going to criticize um, you know Randy Fickner and, and Big Ben for this as far as you know on the third and one we're not running it with freaking James Conner I understand Roosevelt Knicks got hurt um, on some special teams play so I understand that but still we have a power back 
I mean, we sometimes it, it even happened with Todd Haley. So I think this is kind of like a Ben call. Um, and I know that they kind of allow Ben to kind of be one of those Aaron Rodgers where he can call plays at the line and, and make different changes, audibles and things like that. And it's not always going to be what the offensive coordinator calls. But I feel like we're getting too cute on offense. And it's been like that for years. Well, there will be some situational football where we're just like, it's four wide. And like, I understand, yes, Ben can throw the ball, but it's it's a yard. It's a half a yard and we're throwing it. It's like, why take the chance? You know, why take the chance? You know, just, ben can throw the ball, but Moncrief can't catch it. That's another thing. I told you guys Moncrief can't wow. catch a cold. You guys, guys didn't want to listen targets. to me in the offseason. Here we are. I just said that he was a, he was a red zone threat. That's all I said. I didn't, nope. and I knew you know, I knew that he had catching problems. I knew he had drops back in the past, but I only, I only consider him being a red zone threat. I didn't think they were going to actually use him that often outside of the red zone. The usage was, I mean, th- doesn't it feel like we we were almost trying to say like, hey, we can beat you with all of our weapons instead of just Brown, like trying to make prove a point. And look, I think Moncrief is better than what he showed on on Sunday night. But I hope so. The, yeah, right. The league leader in drops terrible. Year, the league leader in drops last year had eight. He had four in one, in week one, so <laughs> got to get better than hey, that, right? Guess what? Get better. DeAndre Hopkins had like four drops in that game too, so <laughs> I think he was the guy that played. <laughs> no, no, just Moncrief is not it, dude. I'm, I'm telling but you, but that's what I'm saying. If Moncrief is supposed to be our number two, what does that say about everybody behind him? And that worries me. I still think James Washington. It, it should be James. It'll be it'll be Juju, James, and Switzer in the slot. It should be, but that worries me that that we're trying to throw Moncrief out there as being our number two, and it just doesn't seem like he can. He has the ability to do that. It's just that that we ran the ball so well against Patriots last year, and then we just didn't try that. We just kept doing the stupid pitch to the right that counts as a run. Uh, Nix was out, like like you said, D. But I don't know. Don't like the calls for sure. That's why it's my little rant. Disappointed in the Steelers. I understand it's week one, probably like a preseason week, preseason week five, but I know they'll be better going on uh, in the season. They'll find their identity, but that was disappointing. I'm the jerking. <laughs> week, week one, week one against probably the best team in the league. It's week one. Yeah. All right. That's not the Chiefs. So there's that. Patriots are better than Chiefs. It hurts me to say, but they are. Uh, <laughs> I don't buy it. All right, fellas, any other uh, news and notes around the the interwebs and come across your cell phones and things like that? Is it your birthday? Not my birthday today, but it is. Son a, of a it bitch. Is a, it is a very uh, <laughs> special day and, and one day of remembrance here in uh, the United States of America. I know we have some international listeners out there, but today is 9-11. And um, I know 9-11 has a, uh, a special place in all of our hearts um, as far as uh, the impacts it had on us when we we were a lot younger back then. Um, I remember I was in my uh, sixth grade math class and um, they happened to turn on the TV and um, got to, I, you know they talked about a plane striking um, one of the one of the towers and um, then we ended up seeing the second tower get struck as well and and all that happened and, and all the victims that were lost and and you know it it this is a special day to a lot of us and it's one of remembrance and. Um, you know, it it always it just makes you reflect on um, you know how special your life is and and what it means to be an American and and, and be proud of that. So um, yeah, thank you to those who uh, lost your lives 
on this day, 9-11-2001, and, um, you know, you're never forgotten. Not much to say about that. All right. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we're Andy, Brian, John, and D. This has been the 4th and Goal Podcast. We really appreciate you guys hanging out with us today. If you're new to us, welcome. You can find us on Twitter at 4-T-H-N-G-O-L-D. That's 4th and Gold. We're also on Instagram, the same tag. And um, you can also listen to us and watch us live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash J-U-S-T-D-5. That's Just D-5. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, catch you guys next week. Peace.